everyone. Welcome back to Panthers on Politics, the podcast where we discuss relevant political news, information, and resources. Today's episode is all about the upcoming November election. And first, we'll be joined by civic influencer Olivia to help give us the rundown about how to prepare for this election. And then following that, we'll transition to a brief overview of what's going to be on the ballot. So Olivia, you can go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. My name is Olivia Pinochi reitzman I am a sophomore political science student and a civic influencer as well as a pit votes fellow. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. We can dive right in. So the first question we have for you is, can you give us just the important dates and deadlines that voters should be aware of? I can. Um, so for Pennsylvania specifically is where I'm going to start because Unfortunately, there aren't a lot of universal voter laws across the United States, and so it may vary state to state. But what I can tell you is that for Pennsylvania, um, meaning any Pitt students who want to vote on Pitt's campus or other students who live otherwhere in the Commonwealth, your voter registration deadline is October 23rd. So PA does not have same-day registration, which means that you cannot show up to your polling place and ask to register to vote then and be expected to be allowed to vote. Instead, you need to register beforehand, before the end of day on October 23rd, in order to vote on our in our elections, which are on November 7th. So Tuesday, November 7th is election day this year. Um, and so that's when you guys should keep your eye out. Make sure you're either heading to the polls or have your mail-in ballots returned by that. For anyone who is not registered to vote, how can they register in PA? Yeah, of course. So there are a few different ways to do so. Um, Unfortunately, again, it's a little bit complicated depending on what state you're originally from or what state you're currently registered in. If you're trying to do so online, it can be a little bit difficult because despite the fact that the PA website says that you can register online without um, a PA driver's license, it actually will not allow you to submit the form without one. So if you are from outside of PA, your best bet is to either print a voter registration form, which you can do, you can use any of our PIT printing. In order to do so, you can find a copy online, their universal forms for the state of Pennsylvania, or you can actually like come to PIT votes and we would be more than happy to give you a voter registration form. And then once you're done with it on the back end, we actually will take care of postage and mail it to the Allegheny County Voter Registration Office for you as well. So if you're from out of state, your best bet is to do it on paper. If you are from in-state, feel free to go ahead and use your PennDOT driver's license online. So what happens if you're from out of state, but you'd like to vote in Pennsylvania for this election? Yeah, of course. So all Pitt students can actually vote in Pittsburgh elections if they want to. Um, And this is because Pennsylvania's residency requirement is pretty short. Um, And so all students who have been here since the beginning of the semester are actually eligible to vote in our elections in Pittsburgh. And so what you can do is you would fill out um, a change of address form, which is the same voter registration form as everyone else would fill out. There's just a separate section on the form that you would be required to fill out that maybe other people who are registering for the first time would not have to fill out. And so when you're filling out this form, you'd want to pay attention for that section. There are a few extra requirements um, that, again, if you're a new voter, you would not have to fill out. And so you can fill out a change of address form if you're in the state of Pennsylvania somewhere else and want to vote in the municipality of Pittsburgh, then you can go ahead and do that online. And if you are from out of state, the same thing applies with it being a much easier process to fill out that form on paper. But 
all Pitt students are eligible to vote in Pittsburgh elections, so it's a really great opportunity. And we also have plenty of polling places on campus, so it makes it really convenient for you as well. So can you actually tell us more about the polling locations on campus and their hours for those who want to vote in person? I can. So polling hours are from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m., which is a 13-hour window. Um, Unfortunately, at Pitt, we don't have election day off from classes. Um, Maybe one day we'll get there. That would be ideal. But for now, you do have to make time to go in between classes. Or again, you could vote by mail ahead of time if you feel like you're not going to have the opportunity to do so. But we have quite a few polling locations on campus. Um, it varies a little bit year to year, but things like Plasmar, the WPU, or the William Pitt Union, and Soldiers and Sailors have all been polling places in the past. The one thing I will say that is important is you cannot just pick and choose which polling place you go to. As convenient as that would be, like if I finished class in Plasmar and was like, all right, let me go vote here. Unfortunately, that's not how it works. Different dorms have different polling places depending on their location on campus. And so the way to figure that out is there are two ways um, to check your polling place. One is when you register to vote, you'll get a voter registration card in the mail. And so you can go about it that way. You can hang on to that card. You can check that continuously to make sure that you know your polling place. If you lose that card, you actually don't have to worry. You can straight up Google, like, what is my polling place? And it will take you to the link for PA, and then you can put it in by city, by address, by zip code, things like that. It'll take you right to where you need to go. Or if you're not from Pennsylvania, and for some reason you're going to be at home voting, you can do the same thing. It applies. There are resources online for everyone. So don't worry if you lose your voter registration card, but also make sure you know which polling place is yours so you don't get set back and forth between a few different buildings on campus. That's great. And if people are not registered here and they actually do want to vote by mail or by absentee ballot, what's the easiest way to do that? And is there anything we should know about the process? Yeah, for sure. Um, Again, unfortunately, deadlines aren't consistent across the U.S., so I can't give you a specific date where your mail-in ballot request is required in different states because it depends on the state. That being said, what I can tell you, I can give you like a few pointers, a few quick tips. Um, And those would be to make sure you follow the instructions when filling out your ballot really, really carefully. Um, Unfortunately, it's not always as simple as it seems. There are some different places where you have to sign and date, um, depending on the state. In some states, um, you have to put your envelope in a secrecy envelope before you put it in the actual envelope. This, again, doesn't apply to all states. But if that is you, you want to make sure you read the instructions really carefully, that your ballot's double envelope. You want to make sure there are two different places to sign on a lot of ballots, one place to sign if you filled the ballot out yourself, another place to sign if you needed help filling out the ballot. You want to make sure you read which side you're supposed to sign on. Um, It's a lot of little minute details like that. Things like making sure you write out the full date is always a safe bet, right? Like 2023 versus just the 23. Making sure your signature is legible, your handwriting is legible. Um, And if you don't do this, it's not a guarantee that your vote won't count. But it is more assured that it will if you fill this out with like precision. Um, and the reason for this is because you don't want to end up being told your vote was counted provisionally and have to go through the process of seeing if your ballot was cured and actually ends up counting. And so it's always better to be on the safe side when filling out the ballot. In terms of requesting the ballot, um, you can go online and request a mail-in ballot. You can put the address in 
at your dorm, make sure you put the apartment or dorm number that you're in as well, so that when it gets sent to an on-campus poly or an on-campus postal office, um, they are able to get it to you. The other thing I will say is sometimes you'll get an email that your ballot has arrived, and sometimes it takes um, some of the pit mail rooms a little bit longer to sort through it and get it to you. So if you get that email and you don't get a ballot immediately, don't panic. Give it a few days. Um, and if you're ever wondering about whether your ballot maybe didn't arrive or anything like that, if you're finding any issues with it, there are numbers you can call, whether it be a voter hotline or the county number that you're registered in. And they can help you through that process. And there are ways to remedy that situation as well. Great. Thank you so much. If people have any further questions, is there a place they'd be able to contact? Yeah, for sure. Pit Votes is a fantastic way to either get involved or contact us with any questions you have about voting, about the democratic process, um, about Pittsburgh elections and who's on the ballot. All of that kind of stuff we would be more than happy to help with and our office is also on the first floor of the wpu inside the pit serves office quick clarification that is not the main floor you have to go up one flight of stairs um, but we would be happy to talk to you in person or you can shoot us an email as well so now we want to go over what's actually going to be on the ballot and we're going to be focusing on pennsylvania and allegheny county but you can find your own sample ballot by searching up just ballotpedia sample ballot lookup um, so this is not a presidential election but it still has a lot of important positions to vote for and one of these is for pa supreme court so the pa supreme court is the state's court of last resort meaning the highest court in the state. And it basically hears appeals from statewide and local courts and assumes jurisdiction over any case in the PA court system. Although it hears relatively few cases, its rulings do have a major impact on citizens in PA. So for example, they recently have made decisions on reproductive rights, mask mandates, election disputes, etc. So the position that's up for election is a 10-year term, and the seat was previously held by a Democrat who actually passed away, which caused the court to go from a 5-2 Democratic majority to 4-2. So there are two candidates. Um, the Democrat is Daniel D. McCaffrey, and he served in the U.S. Army and U.S. Army Reserve. He earned his BA and JD from Temple University, and he's worked as an attorney and as counsel with the Philadelphia Democratic City Committee. Currently, he's the judge of the PA Superior Court. And then his opponent, who is Republican Carolyn Carluccio, she earned her BA from Dickinson College and her JD from Widener University. And she worked as a chief public defender of Montgomery County and as a federal assistant United States attorney. Currently, she is the judge of the Montgomery County Court of the Common Pleas. Operating under the authority of the PA Supreme Court is the PA Commonwealth Court and the PA Superior Court. These two courts are considered the intermediate courts of the state. In the hierarchy of the statewide courts, they are above the Court of Common Pleas and the minor courts. Both have seats up for election this November. The PA Commonwealth Court handles original civil action brought by and against the Commonwealth. There is one open position, and the candidates are Matt Wolf from the Democratic Party and 
Megan Martin from the Republican Party. The PA Superior Court handles appeals from lower courts in criminal and civil cases. There are four open seats, but only two of them have several candidates running for the position. For these two positions, the candidates are Jill Beck from the Democratic Party, Tamika Lane from the Democratic Party, Maria Batista from the Republican Party, and Harry Smale Jr. from the Republican Party. All right, moving on to elections that are specific to Allegheny County. We are starting with the county controller, and um, on the ballot is Corey O'Connor, who is the Democratic candidate and the incumbent candidate, and running against them is Robert Howard for the Republican Party. Next, we have the council at large. There are two seats up for election, and there are two people running, and they're both incumbent candidates. They are Samuel DeMarco III, who is the Republican candidate, and Bethany Hallam, who is the Democrat. Then we've got Allegheny County District Attorney, and running for that, we've got Stephen Sapala, who is a Republican and the incumbent candidate. And running against him is Matt Duggan, who is a Democrat. Then we've got Allegheny County Executive, and running for that is Sarah Inamorado, who is running for the Democratic Party, and Joseph Rocky, who is running for the Republican Party. And finally, we have got Allegheny County Treasurer, and running for that is Erica Bressler, who is a Democrat, and Herb Oliger, who is a Republican. And that's all for our podcast today. Thank you all so much for tuning in once again. Remember to make a plan to vote this November, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.